Oh, this is indeed a space oddity, this story. It's not an oddity, actually. It's more of a Hollywood blockbuster plot. It does sound like something out of a Hollywood blockbuster because it is, wasn't it? A NASA spacecraft has rammed an asteroid uh, in an unprecedented test, the first of its kind, to see if potentially menacing space rock could be knocked off course. It was, I mean, I watched, I don't know if you watched it. It was amazing. It was more the fact that it approached it. It, it looked more like a collision than anything else, which, of course, is exactly what it was. I don't know how difficult it is to hit something that far away. Was it 11,000 kilometers, something like that, at a speed of about six kilometers a second, 21,000 kilometers an hour? Um, it sounds complicated. It's a far away. It, it hit it bang on. Um, but it's all about something called the Double Asteroid Redirection Test, or DART mission. This one's called Dimorphos. It poses no threat to Earth, but this kind of impact could deflect one that actually was a threat. So this spacecraft, about the size of a vending machine or a fridge, as it was says, or a golf cart, went barreling into this rock, which is the size of about of the pyramids at Giza, the Eiffel Tower, more or less, 11 kilometers away at the speed of 21,500 kilometers an hour. And man, were they happy. Well, of course they are. They've been working on this forever or for a long time. Here's what it sounded like at Mission Control. Here's what success sounded like at Mission Control. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Eight, yeah. seven, oh, six, wow. five, four, three, two, one. Oh, my gosh. <gasps> oh, wow. Awaiting visual confirmation. Oh, we got it? Waiting. Waiting. And we have impact. What was amazing, of course, is when the uh, when the spacecraft itself, which is a bit of a size of a fridge with wings, went into the rock, of course, it lost transmission. That's how you knew it. It succeeded. It stopped. There was something trailing it, a little sad, also taking pictures so you could continue to follow what happened after. So the impact should have carved out a crater, apparently, and hurled streams of rock and dirt into space. Again, though, most importantly, they're hoping the collision would alter the asteroid's orbit ever so slightly, so that if, for instance, hypothetically, if one were headed towards us by doing this, you could slightly alter alter its course and avoid it. NASA Administrator Bill Nelson says this mission proves that planetary defense is indeed possible. We are showing that planetary defense is a global endeavor and it is very possible to save our planet. NASA won't know how much the spacecraft actually nudged the asteroid for a few days or possibly weeks. Imagine, though, that someone was deeply involved in building that spacecraft just so that it could be launched into this thing and destroyed. One of those people is my next guest, Dr. Betsy Congdon. She's the Missions Mechanical Systems Engineer with the Applied Physics Lab at Johns Hopkins University. And I spoke to her earlier today, before success, because all they did all their interviews beforehand, uh, before they had to go watch this thing destroy itself on uh, on this meteorite. Uh, I spoke to her earlier today from Columbia, Maryland, uh, and thanked her for her time. Thank you. So you're quite literally going to try to change the path of an asteroid. This is remarkable stuff. Has it ever been done? This is the first time. Uh, the DART mission is the fir very first, uh, NASA's very first planetary defense mission, and we will be deflecting an asteroid for the very first time. So how do you do it? 
It's actually uh, surprisingly simple. Uh, we are going to take the spacecraft and the spacecraft is going to guide itself into the asteroid and crash into the asteroid um, that, you know, just hitting it kind of like a pool ball and that uh, will deflect it just a little bit. So there must be complexities to this, though, I have no doubt. Uh, what are some of those? It is certainly, you know, a challenging mission, as uh, we were just talking about. No one has ever done it before. So actually guiding, you know, having a spacecraft guide itself, it's going to be doing that, you know, completely autonomously. No one is going to be directing it here from Earth for those last uh, four hours. So that's obviously a challenge and the science behind and the engineering behind making sure that it knows how to do that and knows that it's going to guide itself. And right now we're aiming at uh, the system, the Dimorphos Didymos system, and we're actually hitting the smaller one, Dimorphos, which we haven't gotten a look at yet. Um, and we won't for a couple more hours. So uh, we're not even sure exactly what we're aiming at yet, but the system is all designed to go and, and hit it. And I gather this is, a, you're not going at a walking speed here. The spacecraft, which is about uh, 550 kilograms, uh, will be going at 6.1 kilometers per second as we go in. So pretty fast, uh, ultimately. How big is this Is this particular uh, dimorphos, this, this, this asteroid that you're targeting? The Morphos is about 160 meters, uh, so somewhere in between like the Eiffel Tower and the uh, Pyramids of Giza, if you kind of trying to kind of visualize it. Right. Um, and the spacecraft is kind of like a vending machine, uh, vending machine size uh, with big wings for solar arrays. Yeah, I, I saw it compared to driving a golf cart into the Great Pyramids. That was sort of the, <laughs> the, yeah, in, in terms there you of go. size. Yeah. <laughs> now, often um, when we see this stuff done on film, uh, the, it always seems like a, it's a scramble and B, they want to destroy the thing. Right. But this is very different. You're not trying to, this will not, uh, it's not going to destroy the asteroid, obviously. Yeah. So the goal of dart is actually to keep the asteroid in one piece is then you only have one thing that you're doing with. This is a test, uh, dimorphous, which is what we're hitting has, is, you know, no threat to earth. Um, but the goal here is to really understand how this might work. Should we ever need to do it for planetary defense? So what what exactly will happen then? I mean, I realize that this is orbiting, right? This this asteroid is orbiting the other one, and and you you have a, a good idea, I gather, of, of exactly what that relationship is, how it works. So you actually have a lot of data on, on how it works already, so you can tell what you're but if what you're about to do works or not. Yeah, so um, it, this is what's called a binary asteroid system, which means there are two. Uh, so we have Dimorphos and Didymos, uh, Didymos being the larger one, and we're hitting the smaller one, Dimorphos. And so from here on Earth, we've actually uh, been observing, and you can kind of see two objects uh, you know, orbiting, and when the two are separate, there is a lot of area and you're seeing, you know, a lot of light coming off them. But then if one is behind the other, you know, the smaller one is behind the other, there's less light because there's less to be reflecting off. And then if it's in front, there's also less light because one's blocking the other. So basically we've been looking at this from here on earth. So we understand how the two are related. Now we're going to go, we're going to hit the smaller one. And then we'll do that same observation from here on earth with actually telescopes all over the globe over the next year to understand how that deflection has happened. Yeah, how will you measure success? I, I don't imagine it's going to be instantaneous, right? You're not going to know right away. I mean, you'll know right away whether you hit it or not, but you're not going to know right away whether it succeeded. So success does look like hitting it. That is, you know, we're, you know, that is our aim. Um, but then there is a lot of science to understand uh, in the next year. So one, we're going to understand how much we have actually changed that orbital period. That's important. We're also going to understand a lot more about Dimorphos itself. We know surprising little about asteroids in general, and we certainly don't know tons about Dimorphos. And so the pictures we're going to get uh, in the last final seconds and minutes as we go into Dimorphos is going to tell us about its shape, about its composition, what it's made of, as well as all of those uh, measurements that we're going to take from Earth. 
Additionally, there's a ESA mission, a European Space Agency mission called HERA. It's going to be launched in a couple of uh, years that will go and actually study Dimorphos and look at the DART impact site. And so we're going to learn even more. Planetary defense is really a global undertaking. I imagine, I guess everyone has interest in making sure that it works. Why did you choose this one in particular? This asteroid is um, important because it's this binary asteroid system that I was talking about so that we can do those measurements from Earth, which is kind of neat. Um, and it's also in a nice position relative to Earth. Um, and so with on a nice uh, orbit that we could understand. So it's really the perfect system. And that's why we're going after it. What is it about? Uh, I mean, how much of a threat we know from the movies, right, that there are these threats out there. But how much of a threat is this really? And 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 why is it taking it this long to sort of get to where you've gotten to? The likelihood of an asteroid impact is very low, but obviously it would be very bad if it happened. So we need to be prepared. Um, Dimorphos being at that size, that like pyramid of Giza size is actually a pretty important size because that would be the type of asteroid should it hit. This one is not um, that would destroy like a region. So it would be pretty destructive here on Earth. So if we can understand how we might deal with that size asteroid, it actually can be really important to us in the future should the very unlikely event happen that one is coming at us. Yeah, and and that's uh yeah that's uh, that's an interesting point with 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 the whole the whole idea behind it because we talk about it all the time but I don't think any of us really understands exactly how it works so you just need to nudge it a bit right you just try to just shift it a little bit so that it would change course slightly is that right? Yeah, so space is quite large, uh, and so you don't need to do big changes to something, particularly if you catch it early, uh, to make a real big impact. So, yeah, we're just nudging this one just a little bit, and that would be um, a method that we could use in the future should we detect one of these. How has it been for you just as a scientist to be involved in this? I, um, as an engineer, this has been just uh, amazing. We... Uh, you know, to be a part of something that's so important, you know, playing a small role, something that's so important for the greater, you know, human kind um, is amazing. And it's also great because it's just awesome to talk about, right? Uh, you can really understand why this is something we should be doing um, and everyone can get excited about it. And we hope everyone is just as excited as we are. Yeah. And what's, what is your role? Like, what has been your role? Essentially, if listeners don't, don't quite know, I imagine it's a huge yeah. team as always, right? <laughs> yeah. So we have a huge team and I'm just one small part of it. I am the um, lead mechanical engineer, which means I lead the team that actually assembles the spacecraft. So putting the whole thing together, actually getting the bolts into it, uh, which is a really exciting job. Um, and you really get to get hands on and, and see the whole thing come together. Ultimately, so that it'll be destroyed, right? So you built ultimately something. so that we it will destroy itself in a, in an asteroid. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess it's odd to cheer for the success of destroying something you built because that's the whole point of the mission, right? I mean, it's a little odd, but honestly, it's exciting. You know, when you launch a spacecraft that you've invested a lot of time and energy into, you're just wishing it well on its journey, right? And this uh, mission's journey is to hit the asteroid and destroy itself. So I'll be just as excited as everyone else. So, uh, so again, what, what will success look like? So we're, you're going to then monitor this now for a period of time. I realize I think the James Webb telescope is going to have a quick look. There are all kinds of telescopes around the Earth that will look as well. Is there not another thing trailing it that'll, that'll, that will also take some photos and sort of beam those back? Yeah, so DART has had a uh, CubeSat that's been riding along with it up until about 15 days ago called Leecha Cube, which was actually supplied by the Italian Space Agency. Um, and it will be taking pictures of impact. We released it about... Uh, Two weeks ago, like I said, and um, it's up there. It's uh, all working and and talking back to Earth, and so we expect to see some things from it as well. 
And then after that, you just get a monitor. Is that right? So do, will you have any idea off the bat, other than whether you've hit it or not, will you have any idea off the bat whether it's been successful or is it just the, the, the impact will be the success stage one? And then after that, you'll figure out exactly what, uh, what impact the impact had, so to speak. Yeah, so impact uh, of DART into uh, Dimorphos is, you know, number one, that's the goal uh, at 7.14 p.m. Eastern this evening. Um, and then we will be spending the next year really understanding what that impact means. Uh, ESA's HERA mission uh, will be going up and looking uh, in 2026. So there's lots of work to go after impact, but our goal tonight is impact, and that will be success. Is there any plan B if there's not an impact? So the team goes through a variety of contingencies uh, and practices, you know, if something were to happen. And one of those things is, you know, if it doesn't impact and the spacecraft has a um, protocol, it will go through, it will be, it will preserve all of its fuel so we can actually go at it uh, again later. Wow. Dr. Betsy Congan, thank you so much for your time. Thank you.